Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sports book app. All right, now joined by the great William Brad Alice. I'm Mike Luke. Hello, William. Hello, Michael. All right. So um we've uh, as Arizona, longtime Arizona fans, um, we uh we've um We've talked. Uh, we've we've experienced our fair share of up first round upsets over the years, um, and I still believe in in my opinion the worst one will always be the Santa Clara one because that team yes. to me was was significantly better than this team. And as you correctly pointed out on Twitter, this was not NBA All NBA Steve Nash at this point. That point, this was a different dude. Um, yeah, that team this- was something like eighteen and fourteen. Finished like fourth in the West Coast Conference, had to win the tournament. Arizona had beat them by like 50 the year before at McHale. And yes, they had Steve Nash. Nash had four points going into the final four minutes. He was, uh, he hit what, six of eight? Right. He was one of eight from the field. So, I mean, yeah. Um, So, yeah, it was not a good team. In fact, I remember a sophomore at the U of A. Uh, when they bracket came out, I'm like, oh, they did Arizona a favor. That's a 16. Whereas right. I could argue this Princeton team was like an eight loss team from the Ivy. In other years, they might have been a 14. Uh, it just happens that there were a lot of kind of uh, there weren't many upsets in conference tournaments. Right. So you know you didn't get a lot of bad teams. In fact, a couple of the 16 seeds, and and I'm not even talking about FDU. Uh, were probably 14s in, in other tournaments, but this happened to be uh, a bad year. That being said, no, Arizona should have beat this team. They're up 12. You got to learn to finish games. To me, it's much closer, though, to the Miami of Ohio loss or even the Oklahoma loss in 99 than it is right. the, the, the problem, Santa Clara loss. The problem that I had, though, and I think this team was exposed in a variety of different ways, and we talked about this, though, is that, first of all, the team looked shook. You found out, too, you didn't really have many dogs on this team, for lack of a better term. And at the end, nobody – and again, people are beating up Courtney Ramey for that last shot. I have no problem with it. At least he wanted it. You had a lot of guys out there that Kirk Carissa was terrible. Pella Larson was terrible. Azulis Tabellis put up a good stat line, but he didn't want that shot at the end. Um, so you found out, too, that this was a very emotionally fragile team, I think, for lack of a better term there, Brad. It reminded me of the Xavier game, the Sweet 16 game, mm-hmm. when the only player who wanted the ball was Alonzo Trier. Right. Um, a lot of people kill Sean Miller for that loss, and there's some reasons to kill Sean, because they didn't feed Lowry Markman. Lowry did not want the ball in that basketball game. No right. one did except for Trier. And that was this game. I I think there were some plays down the stretch where it looked like Tabellus won the ball. They just couldn't get him the ball. 
Um, yeah, I'm not absolving Tommy Lloyd. I, I think he made one huge mistake, and that was not playing Kylan Boswell 25, 30 minutes. Um, Kirk Creaser was obviously injured. Kirk Creaser is also limited. We knew that. We've been talking mm-hmm. since summer that we thought there was a chance Boswell could cut into his minutes, and he did right. a little bit. Um, but Boswell's a guy who is yet, and again, I'm going to preface this, people who follow me on Twitter. I watched the game on my phone at Disney Land at California Adventures. So I did I do not see a lot of nuance. There were possessions where I couldn't tell who had the ball. That being said, didn't look like Boswell was shirking from the moment. He, sh- he should have played more than what he played, 15 minutes. You know what I believe? That I- is on Tommy Lloyd. But the rest of it, this team is what we thought they were. And they were a team that legitimately could have lost in the first round or could have cut down the nets. Although I, I find stringing six big wins together was going to be difficult. Should they have gone to the sweet 16? Yeah, probably. Um, but this is not, it's not baffling. This is not, you know, whatever right. it was 80, 92, 93, where this team should not have lost. This, this team was always susceptible. He he was far from the uh, he was far from the only problem there, but I do believe that this team needs to move on from Kirk Creesa. and the reason why he's done some very good things. But I do believe if he comes back, he's going to play thirty minutes a game, and this the keys need to be Boswell's at this point, in my opinion. And on top of that, when you watch Kerr, he's a mess shooter. He's not a good defender. Um, he talks the entire game, generally can't back it up. He's just kind of an okay player. And at Arizona, you should be able to get better than Kerr Creesa, in my opinion. Creesa would be a nice player off the bench on a really good team. An yeah. emotional leader who can knock down some big shots, which is weird that he did. Again, he was hurt and he was hurt last year. Um, so to me, part of the book still is out on Kerr Creesa, tournament player. Um, and we can get, but to at the end of the day, he's three of 24 and, uh, you know, and, uh, eight turnovers and four assists. I mean, that should, he should be a spark off the bench. He and Pella Larson, that is a good role for them. So if next year, if this team is Boswell and KJ Lewis and transfer wing and creases happy playing 25 minutes off the bench, bring him back. And if he's not wish him well at playing overseas because that's he's not an NBA player. We know that Pella's not an NBA player. Probably none of these guys are NBA players, although, again, we can talk about whether Tabellas or Balo can find a role as, a, as an 11th guy. Um, but this is a team, yeah, that was it was a flux year. We knew that they overperformed their talent, uh, although I would argue they underperformed their talent in their, in their right. losses. And they are what they are. Um, disappointing that this team was good enough to be a sweet 16 team. Any other expectations? Ridiculous. Um, Because they weren't just that good. And anyone who thinks that a two seed should be in the, no team should be in the final four unless you're 1990 UNLV. I mean, it's such a crap shoot, but that being said, this team. Oh, Arizona. What's that? Oh, Arizona Arizona should have been in the final four. That was a nine-loss team. I granted. I yeah, but it was different. That was a weird. Yeah, Yeah. but there aren't many teams you penciled that in. You know that that one Kentucky team that was thirty and one or whatever. But for the most part, with a team like this, Sweet Sixteen should be your goal, and they and they fell short. All right, now with uh, looking ahead though a little bit, Azulis Tabellus, and this is why you can't always go by stats. I thought Azulis Tabellus was fantastic. So again, I don't want to diss Azulis Tabellus here. 
I would have voted for Jaime Hawkins for player of the year. I think they got that one right. But what you also have seen, and I think it's fair to say at this point, and again, he uh, he had put up good numbers. Azulis is not the guy that wants the ball in the big moment. And there are some guys like that. He's a very, very good player. He's an All-American. But you could tell at the end of the game when Arizona needed a bucket, he had the open 16-footer. He takes this hesitation dribble, one dribble in. Then it gets packed into the end. Then he doesn't touch the ball again. I think we also have enough now to know that he isn't that dude. He doesn't have that kind of makeup. And there's some people like that. Michael Dickerson's one of the greatest players to ever come through here. And again, Mike D is a lot better than Tabellos. I'm not saying that, but you also uh, you also know kind of at this point what what he is. Um, if he's going to be your alpha, you're probably not going to go really far. Well, there's other than mental makeup, and I think you have a a legitimate uh, claim there that he's not an alpha. He's for the modern game, especially. He's not a guy. He he can't be your number one. And he's just the the problem is he's not a Derek Williams power forward. Right. Derek Williams was a small forward who could defend the four, really. Tabellus is a guy whose game is 95% relying on a point guard or a guard who can get in the ball in a position to score. And if you do that, he can score. Right. And I think you could no argue that if he comes back and they make a decent run, he's a top 10 Arizona player of all time. But he can't, he's not suited to be that guy. But guess what? Other guys, you couldn't rely on Channing Fry that way either because Channing Fry's game was completely relying on getting him the ball. Um, that is why we, and we knew this. And once we realized Adama Ball was not going to develop, they were lacking that wing score who yeah. put the ball no on the floor. They needed him to be able to be, yeah. Uh, because Larson wasn't They that needed guy. him to be that guy. Ramey isn't that guy. Kerr is certainly not that guy. You needed a Matherin. I think if Dalen Terry had come back, he might have been able to be that guy. You know, guard play wins and wins you games, especially versatile guard play. Um, you know, for as great a shooter as a guy like Salim was, he could still get in the lane. He could still yeah. drive. He wasn't limited um, to just shooting, yes. If you look at the great Arizona teams, they always had two or three guys who could do that. You know, Elliott could get a bucket from any spot on the floor. Miles with the leaner. Bibby with the, the drive. Uh, Jason Terry with the step back. Jason Gardner with the step back. Um, they just didn't have that guy. They had a bunch of shooters who weren't great shooters. They were good shooters. And they had a bunch of post players. And right. so at the end of the day, unless you got the perfect matchup, you were in trouble. And, and once Princeton committed to that double team on Tubelas, Arizona looked a little lost. That being said, they had a 12-point lead with six to play and got outscored whatever it was, 20-something to eight. And, and that's inexcusable. That's right. the biggest issue with this team is their inability to close out games. Right. This team could have been. Because they don't have that quarter. Yeah, they could have been 28 and two if they could close out a basketball game, right. which includes starting the second half strong because they did that every other game too. Um, but at the end of the day, this was a team that overperformed their talent. And I think that is a credit to Tommy Lloyd. But unfortunately, oftentimes when you do that, you you falter in the tournament and then you take criticism if you're Tommy All Lloyd. All right. And again, I'm all in on Tommy Lloyd. These are coaches have, you know, times where they've got to figure out what they're going to do. Um, 
you know, what they're going to do. People move on. People, you know, uh, he's going to have some interesting roster decisions this uh, offseason for sure. Now, let's talk a little bit of recruiting here. Uh, um, CSP K Cat says, do you think Lloyd's recruiting has been good? I'll put Lloyd's recruiting at average as average at this point. I think um, at this point, um, losing out on Cody Williams, I believe, was a big loss. That is the type of kid that you need to be able to get. If you have an in-state five-star kid that you're recruiting from his junior year on, you have to be able to get him, in my opinion. You can't lose him to Colorado. That being said, 2024 to me is the class that I believe that you're really going to find out what Lloyd's recruiting chops are. Um, you already got Jamari Phillips in the bag, high four-star kid, depending on which service you look at. And then Carter Bryant, all indications are that he's going to be an Arizona guy. Well, you know, you certainly have to be able to get him first. But this is the class, whether it's with transfers, whether it is that you need to bring in a top 10 class, Brad, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, or close there. Yeah, yeah. top 20. Um, and I think what you have to do is you have to, again, there were some roster construction issues here. And I will say this. I've I've been watching the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. They have interviewed several Scouting players. a little bit out there? Uh, more so just, I like international competition. Right. And that's, that's the problem. Right. If you were Kirk Creesa, if you were Zulus Tabellis, if you were Umar Ballo, if you were Pella Larson, what'd you do this summer? Right. You played for your international team, whether it was the U20, U21. I mean, Kirk Creesa went up against Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Guess what Kirk Risa probably was not doing three years ago, four years ago in Estonia? Watching the NCAA tournament. Right. You and I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Did you have a teacher who dragged in the... the oh, yeah, that brought in the ta- that brought in the computer or the, uh, uh, the, the TV? TV that was set on the, the thing yeah, with yeah, the wheel. Yeah, yeah. I, I took my dad's watchman to school. Right. Um, I raced home to watch the tournament after school. Um, now we're going to have a lot of guys who are going to be like, why was dad sweating that 15 two matchup? Well, it's because maybe they had a little bit of money on it. Um, we grew up with that with the exception of for most of these guys, NBA one college basketball two. they grew up with it. And when Arizona, you know, when us players go to play international ball, what do they do? They go to camp. They, they get cut. They make the tryout. They, they're on the plane two days later. They, they play the tournament and they're done. Right. These guys have grown up with international basketball. Mm-hmm. They've not grown up with. So I think when you saw people talking about lack of fire, lack of energy, I think that's part of the problem. We saw this for a long time in the NBA with, with European players. It, it took Dirk to win a title as a, the, the alpha from Europe. And we've only seen he and Giannis really do it. Other guys, you know, have played complementary roles. I don't count Akeem because he played four years at the University of Houston and won a, won a national title there. But I think that is part of it. I don't think they these guys have grown up living and dying with college basketball. Now, does that mean you abandon international recruiting? Not at all. There's too many good players. But you better make sure you got a couple, quote-unquote, dogs who grew up in Baltimore, Chicago, Phoenix, downtown L.A., right. Who, who grew up watching the NCAA tournament, who that's a big deal to them. Um, you know, you, you look at, I'm going to use a good example. Look look at that Arizona team that went to the Elite Eight with Derek Williams. Solomon Hill had been following the right. Wildcats since he was like six years old. That meant a lot. You don't right. think it meant a lot to Mike Bibby to go to a Final Four and win a title because his dad did, his daddy didn't like. Right. So I think, I think there's something to be said there. Again, 
you don't turn down in the Julius to Bellis. I still think Henry Visar is going to be really good. Um, but yeah, you, you, you gotta find that balance. And again, it's hard with transfers to figure out who's what, but yeah, you know, I think Henderson had the dog mentality and have the dog ability. Uh, I think Ramey had dog ability. I'm not sure he had dog attitude. So you got to find some of those guys and that's going to be incumbent on Tommy Lloyd to uh, be a little bit better in the transfer portal, a little bit better with his uh, roster construction. I, I got a question about that, but I, I want to get to. But first, Mountain Mike's Pizza. I was in Sacramento this past week, and guess what I saw up there? Mountain Mike's Pizza. It is not just picture. an or. Was that? Saw the picture you posted. It is not just an Oracle in Wetmore. It is all around Arizona right here. You can head over to Mountain Mike's Pizza or their Mesa Chandler and Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, new diehards get $50 vouchers upon signing up. And again, uh, again, we got lunch buffets, uh, great food. William Brad Alice has been there before. I have been there before. It's very good food. Again, check it out. Great TV setup. If you're a family man like Brad, you can bring the kids there and watch. Or you can go there and you can watch. Uh, or you can go there with your buddies. Good times. And tap and bottle. Tap and bottle, as you know, good call. Scott and Rebecca, great job up there or up there. You got the Northwest location or you got the downtown. You can many times get four peaks there. A great environment. Support local as always. But again, good stuff. Tap and bottle. Um, check it out. And uh, great stuff. All right. I have a question here. Watching the players up close, it throws me off a little bit. And maybe this is just me. I'm not real keen on players calling him Tommy. That to me is a little too like watching him and go back and forth with Kirk Creesa and Kirk Creesa would say something like Tommy, I told you over that. That to me blurs a little bit of a line probably doesn't mean anything, but what do you think about that? I don't know. I still remember a lot of guys calling loot loot coach. Oh, right. a lot of guys called him Sean. Yeah, that's true. Which, which is more surprising. That's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's the old joke that you, you don't want your quarterback to have a Y in his name. Maybe you don't want your coach to have a, you know, it's Rick Patino, not Ricky P. Although I call it always call right. him Ricky P. Uh, by the way, I love that hire, by the way. I think he's going to kill it at St. John's. Dude, how good is the Big E? If, if yeah. Providence can make a good hire here. Right. Um, And I'm not sure the guy up the road isn't couldn't be more successful at Providence than he could be at uh, – uh, ASU, but that that's another story for another. But you, you move Cooley, who we know is a really good coach, but Providence has always been limited with what they could do. Going to Georgetown, you got Miller, you got McDermott. Um, that's a fun league, right? A, it was a fun league this year. It's a better league, and and there's something right about St. John's and Georgetown basketball being good, so right? I, I'm a little older than you. I grew up where you had Big Monday, and then you'd watch. You'd, mm -hmm. if, if the if you missed the game the night before, you'd watch it on ESPN the next morning. And I remember those St. John's Carnesecca teams, and mm -hmm. oh, John Thompson's team scared. Those guys were scary, scary men. And then you throw in Villanova and Pitt, and all, yeah, it's just it's just good for the league. Now we need to get Pittsburgh and Syracuse back in the Big East, and, and just make it all right. Right. No, I agree with you entirely. Right there. Now, um. Going forward, then, I think we're also going to find out a little bit, though, about, like I said, the recruiting. K.J. Lewis coming in this year. Um, I'm curious to see. I like him. I think he gets that big physical athletic guard type. But I think in the portal, though, and again, I want him. I, I would like Tommy Lloyd. And keep in mind, this is Mike Luke. This is Tommy Lloyd knows a lot more than I do. 
But I don't want to just rely on diamonds on the on the rough from Macedonia. I'm totally cool with getting those guys, but I don't want three Philly Bs. You need to get guys in here, in my opinion, in the portal that can make a difference. I mean, you look at Texas right now. That entire team is loaded with guys that they got in the transfer portal. Marcus Carr, Serge Ibari, uh, uh, Timmy Allen, all those guys. You can get those guys out there. They don't necessarily need to be pros, but they can be dogs. Yeah, I think that's what you need to do. Now you need to find some guys who are tough, who, and I think in a per, again, I don't know what they're losing. Um, so again, if you lose to Bellas, it's a different team. But if you, let's say, I, I'm going to assume you get to Bellas, Pella, and Umar back. Right. If so, what I want now is I need, I need, I need a shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some coach's kid from 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 a, from a mid major in the Midwest would, would suit me just fine. I need a grinder, um, and whether that's a grinder at wing or grinder at the at the four, um, you know, I want a guy who again and again I'm being totally, uh, uh, what do you call it, superficial here. But well, I want I a sh- I want Chicago, Baltimore, Philly. I mean, yes, you can find those guys in Phoenix. You know, you can, but you, you know, I want a guy who again a dog, yeah, a dog. And whether that guy is six seven, undersized shot blocker, you know, a Jordan Poole type, or whether that guy is Michael Wright, uh, you know, six seven, two eighty of all muscle. I just need it. I need, I, yeah, I need some toughness. Um, and you need a wing. You need wing scoring. Um, so again, I'm, I'm, I'm. Unfortunately, I got to be out on Adama Ball. I'm assuming he's gone. Right. Um, I don't know if Philly. I don't think Philly B's that guy yet. Um, but yeah, you need, you need an elite wing again. Can KJ Lewis be that guy? Maybe, but I'd like to have another one. Um, right. I'd like to have a couple of them because then if one of them isn't good, then you got another one that you can go with. Or if one guy gets in the foul trouble, or if, you know, depending on matchups, you can go like they did last year, six, seven, six, seven. It's nice having a Hassan Adams as a freshman coming off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it was nice having Terry and Matherin. Yes. On the floor at the same time. Right. That's that's what you need. All right. Now, Circle K. Brad Alice, you have been to Circle K. Is this correct? Uh, not today. All right. But you have been there before. <laughs> Within the last 24 hours, yes. All right. Here's the deal with Circle K. You talk about a place for the common man. Um, I, in my opinion, the toughest intersection in all of Tucson is Grant and Oracle. Um, but you know what you're going to find there? A Circle K. You know where you're also going to find Circle K's? In the richest intersections in the city. That's what they're about. They're about serving the customer right here. And again, we're excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. To kick things off, we've teamed up for an amazing giveaway opportunity. Text PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win a $500 gift card. See show notes for details. Again, you can get beer, you can get soft drinks, you can get food, you name it. Good prices right there. What say you, William Brad Alice? Well, Mike, I know you have played basketball at a certain sporting chance. I live down I the have. street. My son plays baseball at that park next door. Do you know how many Gatorades I have bought at the Circle K there? Ah. At uh, yeah, Lots. And then again, my wife is addicted to the Polar Pop. So yeah, I'm Circle K all the time. Yeah, no, we're Circle K, and that's just the way of life right here. And one more thing, Four Peaks. I was driving today, and as I was driving, I was behind a Four Peaks vehicle that I texted out right there. Now, again, here's the deal. 
with with uh, Four Peaks. It's great for uh, some spring training games as well. You can many times get them at the tap and bottle watch parties. But um, here's the thing, though. You're going to have a the best place. All right, you got something here for the Arizona Cardinals coming up. New coach, new GM. The Cardinals have the third pick in the draft. It's a big opportunity for our team. The best place to take in this pivotal moment and the rest of the NFL draft on April 27th is at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Must be 21 and up to enjoy responsibly. Four Peaks right there. So again, check it out. Um, all right, now let's uh, let's talk a little bit, though, about I want to get your take on conference expansion. Then we're going to get to a little bit of Arizona football. Um I don't let me ask you this, Brad. Just from just from your opinion, having you got little you got youngsters running around the house, they probably got their phones, they got all that. If a if the Pac 12 signs a conference or signs a deal that is 75% streaming, isn't that a disaster? No. At this point, you don't think so. Tell me why. No. What is it now? Uh it's pretty much all linear. I mean, I I, I don't I don't know how many times kids don't watch TV. My okay. kids do not watch TV. They do not surf to find games. Um, I think if you are on a big enough platform and Pac-12 network was not a big enough platform, but if you have seven five percent of your games on Amazon, on Apple, I don't think it's a disaster that it was even five years ago. Everyone is streaming now. Do you think that's better than being on ESPN, though, and uh, national networks for 75% of your... Uh... No, I don't think it's such a... But I don't think it's a disaster. I don't think it's a death knell. As long as you have some traction, yeah. You have to make it easy to find your games. And here's part of the problem. Pac-12 Network. I have DirecTV. So I can't get it on DirecTV. So I use someone else's account. I get it on my phone. I then have to open an app on my TV. I can't even stream it directly. I have to open an app. I can't subscribe to it secondarily. If if they had offered me the Pac-12 network as an app, like I buy, I don't know, Hulu, Apple, Amazon, I would have gotten it five years ago, seven years ago. They didn't. So I've pirated it for seven years. Let me ask you this, though. Why do you think all of the other conferences, though, preferred to be on linear cable and the Pac-12 is backed into a corner, basically, and they're having to try to sell streaming as an option right now when none of the other conferences push for that? Because they already have that ESPN option. And again, I don't I think five years from now, we may look at this completely different. No. Is it ideal? No. But I don't think it's the death now it was five years ago. I think. You look at the state of the conference now. A lot of that is because the Pac-12 network was so hard to find, and it was it was poorly run. Uh, so if I missed the, if I missed the Arizona, I, a few years ago I was at an event. I missed the Arizona Oregon game. Oh my god! I'll catch football. I'll catch the replay. They draw a replay till Thursday. Right. I could watch the game from three years ago five times between then. Um, why is there a show like this not on the Arizona? Pac-12 Network channel. Right. No, I agree. Uh, I agree with that. I agree why with that. are you and Kyle Dodd not debating the game or, you know, whoever? Um, I, The people they hired were good. I mean, Mulebach's good. Um, Yam was really good. Uh, KO was really good. Right. But why is KO and Matt Mulebach not doing an Arizona show? Or why is KO and uh, Townsend or not doing a USC show? Right. Um, It was... You know, they were supposed to be these small little regional networks and they didn't put anything on there. Um, that being said, and, and again, James, I see what you're saying. 
But if you're appealing to 18 year old kids, they don't watch TV. They don't flip channels and they, unless I'm confused, I don't, I know a bunch of kids don't even have, they don't even know their parents have a TV. Um, Again, if you could get every game on ESPN, sure, that's great. Because guess what? Arizona, ESPN also has great streaming. Right. Um, that ESPN Plus. And you, but I don't think it's a death knell if the money's right. Now, that's my bigger concern. You have 75% of your games on, what was that one network that was being floated out there? It was like, a, it was, it was. ION. ION or, 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 you know, it was like a homeless man's ballys. Um, and you're doing that for 12 million, then that's a disaster. But if you can get the 30 something million and, and, and 75 second games on Amazon, I don't think it's a disaster. Um, right. but I'm not confident they have that again. I think that's the bigger concern is you're going to get 10 million from FS one. You're going to get 12 million from ion TV and you're at 22 million with 75% of your game streaming. And that is a disaster. But if you're at 35 million and you've got 25% of your games on Fox or ESPN and 75 on Amazon and it and the NFL is the only thing on Amazon, you don't think Amazon's going to push that to the moon? Right. Now, but, let me ask but you this. But on TV could push it to the moon and none of us would know because I don't know where to find I on TV. All right, William Brad Alice, I'm asking you right now, would you rather be in the Big 12 or the Pac-10? What's the money? Let's say the money for the Big 12 is 31 million and the Pac 12 is 26.5. Let's just say that. Uh, book me my flight to Lawrence, Kansas. Yes. William Brad Allen's hopping in right there. But if the money the money is close, then I think you stay in the Pac 10. Even because with at 30 million to 31.5, yeah, 29.5. But doesn't well, let me challenge you a little bit there. Doesn't that um Arizona then without the LA schools, this is essentially the Mountain West when it comes to basketball. Big 12 is the best conference in college basketball. You can and if you're on streaming as well, you're what is, what's the other team in the conference that really matters in basketball? You got to hope you got to count on Oregon and and, and eventually Washington. Which but again, isn't that isn't that the Mountain West at that point? Aren't you really kind of boxed into a corner? Yeah, but I think there's something to be said. Again, I'm assuming you're going to bring San Diego State, and there's something to be said to being able to drive to most of your to at least two thirds of the road games. Uh, I think being in the same time zone. I don't. Again, if the money's close, but if the money's not close, then. Um, yeah, get to the Big 12. You're going to be, be an instant rival with Kansas. Um, you know, and, and it'll be interesting because I think Arizona, in a weird way, could actually make some strides in football, um, you know, by playing right. the Oklahoma State. Now, again, something to consider, though, how long is the Big 12 going to be the, a premier basketball league? Um, you'll always have Kansas. But the big, 10 yeah, years but- ago, Baylor was a wasteland. Um, I'm like 15 or 20, but Scott, Scott Drew has been really good there. TC Scott Drew has been very good there. Who else? TCU has been good under Jamie Dixon. Who else? Um, West Virginia has been good under beeline and Huggins. What happens when Huggins retires, which is going to happen anytime. Um, Houston though, we got bringing in Houston, Houston, Cincy. That is interesting. Yeah. So again, I would love to see the big 12 if it's, if it's feasible, but, I would also mourn the loss of the Big Ten or the Pac-10. And I got to – all right, fair enough. I do, but isn't the Pac-10 basically dead without the L.A. schools? No, but it's it's severely hurt, yeah. Right. All right. Now, let's talk – speaking of which, let's talk a little bit of Arizona football here. Spring practice is here. Brad, 
this is um again i don't i think arizona can get seven wins this year um but just looking at the roster makeup right now especially on offense i think it's pretty hard not to be excited about the potential for this team yeah i think still think they got a lot of holes to fill um you know, I think when the smoke cleared, they they took a minus in in the transfer portal this year. Right. Um, although I think the bulk of the guys they lost were not important, but um, you know, they have to they have to have some guys really develop because um, they didn't put it bring in a ton uh, right. uh, of talent. Um, so yeah, but is is seven games possible? Yeah, this is a real. We're gonna really learn a lot about. Jed Fish and his staff because they made great strides last year. I know people, some people disappointed. That was a completely different product on the field last year. Um, but they were still what gave up 49 points three times. Right. We're blown out. So, so yeah, we need to see a continued evolvement so far. So good. They didn't, but again, I'm just a little underwhelmed with both the, the high school recruiting class, which we knew was not going to duplicate the year before, but they didn't do as much damage in the portal for every, you know, flow and, uh, and those guys, they, they they didn't bring in enough in my mind. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're going. How many? Do you think how many? What's a realistic win expectation for you? I, mean, I think you put the over under on five and a half, and you kind of have to hit the over. But right. um, you know the schedule's tough, and they they do have some glaring holes. Now, if they Is can get that offensive line settled, and it looks like it could be very good, uh, then this could be a dynamic offense, and then you just have to have a competent. Uh, uh, defense and if the defense could even be just marginally better than last year then yeah this could be a really fun team is this the deepest the quarterback situation has been in quite a while obviously you had nick Foles, matt scott so i'm gonna we'll put that one to the side but you got to laura you got fafita you got a four-star kid and braided Dorman. there's some nice there's some real nice potential right there yeah, and it's still potential we don't know how good fafita really is we don't know if delora can make another step um, again, Braden Dorman looks really good, but you know who else looked really good? Um, Ryan O'Hara, Ryan O'Hara, uh, Gunnel, uh, Lions, uh, Bernie. Um, um, you can go down the right. list of, I mean, Arizona's brought in a lot of four star guys who never Tyler Ryan. I forgot about him. <laughs> that was uh, a good one. Oval check. Uh, <laughs> so right. there's been a lot of four star guys to come in and not done that much. Um, cause it's the heart again, unlike what people will tell you on Twitter, it's the hardest position to recruit in sports. It's the hardest position to, to evaluate in the pros. Um, you know, we look at Burmeister who, you know, mm -hmm. was on, went to three different schools. In he, Arizona. Not, he doesn't have another year. Does he, who knows anymore? I don't, I can't keep it straight. Guys are playing six, seven years. They get, a transfer year, you get a medical year, you get a COVID year, you get a double secret probation COVID year. I don't know. Right. Oh, one thing, though, that I do want to dispel a little bit here. And yes, Arizona, I am proud. My degrees are all from Arizona. So, but the one argument I don't get, though, is going to the Big 12 because it dilutes the Arizona degree. Arizona is not considered a top 100 university. Again, it's close, not bad, but being associated with Stanford, and I think uh, James hits the nail on the head, Arizona has been associated with Stanford since 78 and still isn't a top 100 university. I agree with that. When people think of Arizona, when people think of ASU, they don't think of, you know, that that's next level academics. It's solid, but I don't think it's diluted at all by going to the big 12. Yeah. I've always wondered that. Um, because yeah, does, 
do, do graduate programs know you what athletic conference you play in? And again, right. Arizona, Arizona's a darn good school. I, I always joke they're the Harvard of the Desert Southwest. Right. Um, I don't say Southwest because UT Austin's a better school. But when you compare them, unfortunately, to Washington, to Cal, uh, UCLA, those are public institutions. I'm not even talking the private schools that are better. Right. Um, yeah. Arizona, the state schools. Yeah. Utah, not a great school. Um, Colorado, slightly better than Arizona. Um, but do employers are, are employers really? Is there a difference say, between Kansas and Arizona? Really? Yeah, there is actually. Kansas is not a great school. Although Kansas has a very good medical school, but, but is an employer going to say, man, this Arizona degree, they play in the big 12 now. And I get, the, I get all the AAU stuff and the, right. the research stuff. But at the end of the day is what athletic conference you're in really that big a deal to employers and I, I, I don't know um because i live in tucson arizona where i i i don't think i've ever lost a job because at a u of a degree and not another degree but i think that is probably secondary now i think it can help arizona with other conferences i think i think the big 12 would love to have a couple aau schools Kansas um, is AAU. I thought yeah, it was, but but I know they're behind Arizona in all the rank, usually in the rankings, because right. I have some family members who went to Kansas. And you do have family members from Kansas. Um, that yeah. So I don't, but I don't know. But yeah, Arizona's a a good, above average state, you know, public school. But they're again, they're not in the class of Washington and Cal and UCLA, or frankly, Michigan, or or some right. of those. Yeah. All right, now we're gonna. I'm gonna make fun of the Big Ten here in just a second. I want to get Brad Alice's take. Easy to but do. First, but first, Roman. All right, as everybody gets older, we know the deal. You start losing your testosterone to a certain extent. You start losing your libido. But guess what? Roman is here to help. Roman is the digital health clinic for men, addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain a strong erection. Roman offers discreet wipes that can help last four times longer. Now, here's the deal. To learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co slash phnx to get 20% off your entire first order. That's ro.co slash phnx. Again, we're not in the 1960s anymore. As you, uh, we get older, we got a lot of different things going on. People are uh, people are up in, out in the open about it. No waiting rooms, no hassle, straightforward digital experience from the comfort at home. Um, again, and many times free day, free two day shipping. So again, check it out, Roman. All right, now Brad, the Big Ten. What maybe my biggest? And thank you again, Ricky Garrett. I was uh, I was in um, twenty hour delay in Sacramento. Um, going in it was a disaster as well. So I have never been happier to be back. Tucson kicks ass. Um, Big Ten basketball. One of my biggest things, if there's anything that I want to be remembered for in the sports world, it's trying to expose the fraud that is Big Ten basketball. Every single year, we talk the same thing. Nine or ten teams get in, and then not only do nine or ten teams get in, they're all but one bounced in the Sweet Six by the Sweet Sixteen. Why does this fraud keep happening? We know it's happening, and it keeps occurring, Brad Ellis. Because unfortunately, what we have in college sports, it's the biggest frustration is we have the self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, where if we rank nine teams from a league, 
then we can talk if the if if you beat them all and you're really good, well, you're great. Mm-hmm. And if you go 500, well, it's because the league is so tough. And again, right. SEC football, it's the best conference in football. We get it, but it's not that much better. Yeah, but um, I'm going to – the only thing the I'm going to give you – The eighth-place team in the SEC is not significantly better than the eighth-place team. So when we decided at the beginning of the year that 12 Big Ten teams were great, then you can be Rutgers or Wisconsin and be on the bubble by going sub-500 in the conference because it's so darn tough. But we all knew this was coming. I thought – you know, I think you asked me. We thought they'd get more in than they did, and I thought two would advance. Right. Um, and you know what's crazy? The only one I rooted for, I rooted for Michigan State because I liked Izzo. Watching Purdue, though, was crazy. And again, I agree with everything you're saying about the SEC, but the SEC is still dominant at the top. The yes. top two or three teams are yep. all... That, that's not the same with them. The Big Ten is mediocre across the board, essentially. Look at Purdue. Watching them against Fairleigh Dickinson, that did not... What's crazy about that game, Brad, is that did not look like a fluke. But Purdue had Zach Eady and a bunch of guys that looked like me out there, or me and you, and they played like me and you out there. It did not look like a fluke, but every single year this keeps occurring, and it must stop at some point. I don't know what to do. I've done all that I can. The masses need to rise up, in my opinion. And again, who would you have rather watched? Did Rutgers make it? I think Rutgers make it. Rutgers or Toledo, who didn't get to make it? Second place team in the match. Um, who would you have rather, you know, again, look how fun FAU was as a 30 win team, um, that I'm not, you know, um, yes, I'd rather dip into some, again, the true mid majors. Again, one of my big pet peeves is we call every non-power five power six conference a mid major. No, mid major is the mountain West, the Mac, the, the conference USA. Um, but I would have rather taken, yeah, second was a conference USA team. Right, uh, a North Texas, or who was the other one? I, f- I forget now, but they all had 27, 28 wins. Right. I don't need to see a team that is three games over 500 in the NCAA tournament. I don't care. I don't care if you're playing in the NBA West. I don't want to see a team that is seven and 11 in their conference in the NCAA tournament. I think you should have to win 20 games and be at least 500 in your conference, or you can't go. And that being also being said, if you win 30 games, I don't care if you played half your schedule as high school team, you probably should be in the NCAA tournament um, because you don't win 30 games by a fluke. Right. So he's the great William Brad Alice. It feels good to be back on Tuesdays here at 12 of 30. My rooting guide root against Alabama. They're despicable in my opinion. And you know what? I don't even care who you are. I'm on the must bus. Um, but you know what, because let me ask you this, does must keep his clothes on. If they make the final four, does he take his pants off? Dude, he may be naked. And I will say this. I wanted must to be the son's coach about 15 years ago. And I, 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 I wanted him to be an Arizona coach, um, about the time they were looking at Miller. Um, now again, Miller was, again, I I don't have any problems. Miller was the right hire, but I've been, I've been a must fan. I think you've been on the must bus. Oh yeah. Yeah, since he was an assistant with like his dad, yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, so um, I have trouble rooting again for that Arkansas team a little bit, but he's fun. He's obnoxious, but he's fun. <laughs> he's he's William Brad. Do, yeah, he's a lot like me. I agree. He's William Brad Alice. I'm Mike Luke. We'll be back with. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Brad will be back with you on Tuesday. You are listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Mm-hmm.